Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. And I am so excited for our guest today. I'm excited because we have similar brains, similar backgrounds, and we get to geek out on all the things that I love geeking out about. And I know that you guys are going to pick up some gems. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Andrea Soak. She is with Soak Influencers PR. She is the owner, CEO, founder, all of the above. As all of us entrepreneurs are, we wear so many hats. And uh, I'm going to go in hard like we do and just hit you with my hard-hitting question. Are you ready, Andrea? I'm ready. All right. What is your why? Well, first, thank you for having me. Yeah. I love that you use the word gems because I use the word gems all the time when I talk about storytelling. Okay. I love to find the, the those story gems. And <clears throat> so really my why is to help small businesses startups, nonprofits, tell their story, find their story. And that is really could be a small gem or it could be a lifelong journey. Uh, depends on, uh, depends on the client, but my why is really to give back by helping people find their story and then find the voices and vehicles to deliver that story authentically. Now, when I first see your name, influencers is such a buzzword in, yes. in marketing right now, right? There's this, Almost there's negative this sometimes, right? Well, yes. Yeah. And it, it tells, it, it, there's an assumption that it's a very specific task or thing being, being had. So I want to give you that, like, tell me a little more about how influencers PR uniquely to any other PR, any other term, like where does that fall in, in your business? Like why that name is so important to what you do? Sure. First, I would say throw everything that you have learned or been taught about paid and earned media out the window. Influencer PR is a method that we practice because it is the most authentic and it honestly delivers the best results. So the first step is to find your story. And that could be different stories depending on your journey, the evolution, maybe a new product launch. But one, really focusing on that story, tell that story. And then two, find the voices and the vehicles to deliver that story in the most authentic manner. And for some, that is a traditional media route. You're pitching journalists, um, you're working on a long lead story, or maybe it's local news. Um, But for a lot of people, it is working with what I call an influencer. And I'm using air quotes for those who are listening. (laughs) Influencer doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be a huge Instagram star, it could be anyone who has influence over the audience you're trying to reach. So that could be somebody on Instagram with a niche audience of, you know, 5,000 followers, but they are targeting your customer or they're talking to your customer. Or it could be somebody in the community who who yields a lot of influence on decision-making for policy or um, for what happens in the town or events that happen. So the influence of themselves could change, their vehicle could change. So again, it could be social media, it could be in person, it could be written. 
Um, it could be a blog, it could be a video conversation. Uh, so the vehicle that that message is carried out on is can be different and the person who carries it out can be different. So it really depends on the person um, and what you're trying to convey. Uh, but don't be scared <laughs> of the word influencer or influencers because it means something different for every industry and every person. Uh, but this method really drives the most results and you spend the least amount of time to get the most results. Uh, if you're only chasing traditional journalism, you could be working a long time on that story. Whereas working with a, a local influencer to promote, say, an event, that could happen in the course of a couple of weeks. Yeah, I love, I, I keep thinking about, take out where we're at today with social, right? Take social media out of the picture, right? Where this term influencer really became coined. And we've always had influencers, mm -hmm. always. Right? And what I love about the approach you take with storytelling is that those who were in the spotlight are known enough to influence our buying behavior, our decision making as consumers, which ultimately is, and even if there's no monetary value, maybe it's a politician, maybe it's an athlete, right? They all have influential power to sway our decisions in some way, whether we watch the game, whether we buy the Nike shoes, whether we vote a certain direction. And so I think it's important if we just strip away what we, like they said, this trendy term of influencer and remember, gosh, am I going to date myself like 20 years ago, 25 years ago before social? I should look that up. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go with just, it was a while ago. Um, before those days, we always had them. And what I loved about the reason they became influential and could influence us was they had a story that drew us in. So tell me more about how storytelling has came to shape your career. Like when did this, this first come to be for you? Was it when you were younger as a child? Was it in a first job? How did this come? I mean, I can remember back to when I was a child and I still have them. I, I would write stories in notebooks and I was always fascinated talking to people. So interviewing somebody or reading biographies and just fascinated by their life, what, what was going on. Um, and so I have these notebooks, that, even from a kid, but I also, I went to school for journalism. So I learned the art of storytelling um, in journalism school. And when I left uh, for my undergraduate degree, I started working in nonprofit. And that really propelled me to find additional stories because I was working at a, non, a local nonprofit. They were small to, um, this is when I was in Phoenix and they did such amazing work and they had so many great stories, but we would only tell, you know, the one story, the founder story, mm. or we'd only tell this one client success story, but we had so many, I mean, employees that were giving up their time to help move families out of homes, um, you know, children who were giving back to raise money to help other kids who were homeless. Oh, wow. Amazing stories. And I'm like, we're not telling these stories. Why are we not telling these stories? And it doesn't matter, again, if it's on the local news, which we, we did work a lot with the local news, but it could be in our newsletter. It could mm -hmm. be, <clears throat> again, I go back to the community angle. We would go to these community meetings because we had housing in the community. And that was hugely important to have church leaders to have business owners tell the story of our clients because then it made other people want to learn more, want to get involved, also feel more comfortable that this work was being done in their community. And so really, again, pre-social media, I think 
when I was at that job is when Twitter started. So we Perfect. can look, look up in the encyclopedia when that was. Um, but that was pre-social media. So our using influencers was word of mouth, was mm -hmm. making a phone call, making a visit. Um, and then social media just gave us more more vehicles, really, and more opportunities mm -hmm. to leverage voices um, outside of our local community. Um, but really, storytelling has been a, a piece throughout. Um, I've worked before I launched Soak Influencer PR. I worked uh, in nonprofit communications for most of my career. And honestly, we would plan learning trips and I would just go to the country or area that we're serving. And I would spend a day, I would allocate a day where I didn't have meetings. I didn't have any people that I necessarily had to meet, but I wanted to go out into the community and hear their stories. Mm -hmm. and, and it was as simple as taking a phone or a recorder, sometimes a translator if we were in another country, and meeting with the people and talking with them and hearing mom's stories, hearing kids tell about what you know what's going on in their life, and talking to those officials. Again, I'm using air quotes. <laughs> officials in you know official positions, but just listening to people's stories. And then we would take that back and we would create beautiful pieces of content to bring more people in. Mm. Um, bring more people in to support our cause and and share that story something that they could identify with um if i traveled to haiti and i interviewed a mom who walked for miles to get health care for her child you don't have to go to haiti to experience that you can if you're a mom you can identify with that story you understand the sacrifices that she makes maybe not on the same level but you can identify with that yeah. that's the power of storytelling well and i i love that you recognize and preach and teach to your clients and to anyone listening that there's power in going to those who are already influential and the quote air quote officials of whatever you're covering whatever your mission you're telling but when you go and talk to the masses you have more opportunity to connect with those who are actually being and i depends on the business right but actually being affected by in your instance the story right mm -hmm. they can see themselves in some element of that story they can see how hopefully they it's motivating that they can be a part of that so if yeah. it's a nonprofit, it's you know supporting that mission if it's a small business it's buying that product or a startup you know being a part of that startup's journey um, but we want to one pull them in so yeah. they have some kind of connection, but then also give them an opportunity to take action. Um, and I think that's what a lot of stories or a lot of business communications lack is there's no in. Like, I don't see myself in what you're doing, and I don't see how I could be a part of what you're doing in the future. And we want to give them that opportunity to be a part of it. I feel like I should have asked you off air, but so <laughs> I'm going to go totally off the cuff on something that has been in my sphere. And maybe it's not yours, so we can jump off of it if it's not in your realm or if you haven't heard. But um, as a 37-year-old woman, Victoria's Secret was such an icon for mm -hmm. me growing up. And there's a song out. Are you familiar yes. with it? Yeah. And it's been a, I think, incredibly powerful message for girls who are not my age, who are younger and still influenced by that brand. But I think it's a very powerful um, element to learn, wow there was an entire miss of the true story being told of what this brand represented and who they were for and why they existed that was not there. 
And now they're kind of having to develop that. Do, is that okay to like go into that direction? And I would love your thoughts and opinion it's, on that. You know, it's the mainstream advertises advertising versus what, you know, what companies like myself are trying to do is it's that level of authenticity. Mm -hmm. Mainstream advertising, they're going to feed you a message that they think that you want to hear that you possibly could identify with. But the power of working with an influencer is I'm getting my message from somebody that I know and I trust mm -hmm. or that I really identify with. So again, it, if it's that church leader, it's somebody I'm, I'm talking with every week. Um, if it's somebody on, on social media, it's somebody that I've been following for a long time and I know the type of content that they put out and I understand what, what their mission and their purpose. Yeah. So there's that level of authenticity and connection versus being told a story in, in a mainstream advertisement that's really designed to reach you, but doesn't have that authentic co connection and you don't know yeah. the story behind it. And you think consumers are getting smarter and recognizing? Yeah, so yeah. so smarter. There's an evolution that's happened because there are several brands and the one that we're talking about in particular has obviously stood the test of time without the authenticity, mm -hmm. but it's now vital. So my, my next question to get off of that topic is what was, and it doesn't have to be your best or your favorite, but just one that comes to mind that you've worked with, with a client of yours where their mission and their true purpose is beautiful, but they struggle to share that story and struggle to share it authentically. And with your help, they're doing phenomenal with that. What, what's been one that comes to mind that you've loved doing and being on that journey for? So I'm going to go to one that we talked about off air. Just it's their top of mind. And I just love them. Um, a, a company that I've worked with, they're a mother daughter owned hair care brand. Uh, the company was founded because uh, the daughter, honestly, she grew up, her mom didn't know how to do her hair. Um, she's of mixed race. Her mom was white. She didn't know how to do her hair. And they developed this phenomenal hair care product. I love that they're a mother-daughter team. And in meeting with them, they have such a great energy. They're really supportive of each other. Um, and she had the, the <clears throat> CEO, who's the daughter, she had been pursuing influencers influencers again air quotes on instagram and she was pursuing them um, in her demographic she's uh in her early 30s um again mixed race or um, women of color who have really curly hair um she was pursuing a bunch of different influencers and we had you know we've pursued brand deals um we did different instagram activations and it didn't really result in 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 anything i mean not a lot of traffic to her website um, she had this, what we call as, you know, her goat, this woman who had 120,000 plus followers on Instagram. She did lovely videos, gorgeous curly hair. Um, we were negotiating a brand deal with her. Um, in the process, I said, send her the product. We want to make sure at least she has the product. And before we even coined the deal or inked the deal, uh, the influencer did an unboxing on her channel and it was unpaid. We were super excited crickets <laughs> literally no traffic no sales um and meantime i was also working with uh she is from a not a big metropolitan area but a, a medium-sized city in the southwest and i was working with a local paper and they ran a feature on her her and her mom um you know company born from this local area it literally ran in the paper she was in the newspaper <laughs> it did run online as well but she was literally in the newspaper their website crashed the following day. 
all of the orders were from this, you know, she ships the orders. So all the orders she could tell oh. were from her hometown. And she started to see that all the women that were buying the orders were in their 40s and 50s. Oh. She had been targeting women in their 20s because that's what, you know, 20s, early 30s, because that's who she was. Yeah. And she had noticed that she, there was this entire clientele that after years and years of damage from hair care products and also women who had recovered from, um, they had basically lost their hair due to medication or surgery, um, they were loving her product. And so she, it was like this revelation of, we're targeting the wrong audience. <laughs> There's this whole group of women um, who want and need your hair, hair care product. And that local story really propelled her and that really that influential influential writer and that it's literally the only paper in town that propelled her business to the next level. Um, so it, it kind of goes to what I said before, it could be local news, it could be an influencer, you need to find out who the right voice is for you. And I wonder if what the bigger teeter here was the tie to the community, mm -hmm. that the story versus an influencer unboxing mm -hmm. and, and that that resonated so much deeper because this mom and daughter team are real, authentic, you know, women. Like going to yeah. Grew up in their town next, you know, mom and daughter next door. Yeah. Um, you know, went to the local high school, uh, great connection and really just opened their eyes to a whole new market of, of women who could, who could purchase that product. I find it hilarious that, I mean, we're, I'm recording probably 30, 30 plus episodes and, and the day I choose not to have my hair, <laughs> we talk about curly hair, like, come on. <laughs> We have to, we'll have to put a picture or something in the beginning so we can yeah. beautiful curly hair. <laughs> oh gosh, my goodness. Well, I love that story. And I think you hit the nail on the head that those authentic stories really are where marketing is today. And it's been there even more so. And, and uh, I'm recognizing in the work we do with them that how powerful and how necessary that is uh, for companies and brands, whether they've been around five, 10, 15, 30 years, um, if they're not evolving to recognizing the power in storytelling, they're not gonna stand, they're not gonna make it. The consumer is too smart. The consumer mm -hmm. can smell an ad an aisle, a mile away and they're too smart. They want, they want to know who you are. They want to know your story. What are you doing for the community? Um, what's your environmental footprint? I mean, these are all, that consumers actually research now before they buy a product. Um, especially, and I think especially for small businesses, that's hugely important to talk about your story and why you started your business, uh, because a lot of people will identify with that story. And, and I will tell you, a lot of business owners think that it's not interesting, mm. it's hugely interesting. And there are consumers who want to hear that story and almost need to hear that story before they click checkout on your product. Absolutely. In the past, uh, gosh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, consumers shopped based off of necessity, mm -hmm. demand, location. You know, we, we didn't have the click of a button mm -hmm. to be able to purchase from anywhere in the world. So in the past, the evolution that's now didn't exist because we needed you know, baby powder. We would go to the local drugstore because that's where you would go that now. Awesome you can jump on Jessica Alba's honest Instagram page and get 
the baby powder that you feel best aligned with instead of literally when you're at Safeway grabbing it on aisle nine. Right. Or you're checking, this is especially true of the mom community, you're checking with all of your friends uh-huh. who are also doing research being via other influential people in that space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're doing the work. They're testing the products. They're giving you their honest feedback and their honest opinion. And so you're, you're almost doing a consensus before you hit checkout, which is, again, the power of authentic storytelling is you want to reach those people who are doing the the reviews and and checking out the products and giving their feedback to their audience or their friends. Yeah. Yeah. The, the narrative, like even with my own conversations with friends is it's no longer, oh, was it, was it a good price? Oh, oh, did they have a, enough on the shelf? It's um, really who owns that company, right? You know, or, oh, how did it work for you? Mm-hmm. You know, that the conversation that we're having as consumers is so much deeper. Um, so I, I, and I love that, right? Like I said at the beginning, I knew we, I would geek out because this is totally up my my alley on what we do with them and with clients on branding. Messaging is such a huge part. So I this is so up my alley. Okay, so I want to ask you for soak enter or soak influencers PR. What do you want consumers to feel when they interact with you through your branding and marketing? I want them to feel heard. And I, and I, and I love when clients share back with me emails or a text message. Thank you for listening to me and and going on this journey with me. I want them to feel heard. Uh, I want them to, uh, feel direction, Mm -hmm. but also, uh, that we're on this journey together. I'm bringing, you know, my history and my experience to the table, but you know, your business best. And so I want to hear from you. And I'm going to give you thoughts and suggestions and we might go down a route that takes us to another route that takes us to another route and we'll get there. Um, But I want us to be on this journey together. It's a partnership. Um, But I, the most important thing is I want you to feel heard and that I'm your champion. I am your biggest cheerleader and I'm here to help you share your message with the world. I love that. What stage, what stage of a business or a personal brand makes the most sense to seek out your level of support? I work primarily with, uh, C- directly with CEOs, founders. So generally smaller businesses, um, you know, under 25 employees so that we can have that one-on-one time. Um, you know, if you do have a marketing director or a PR person, that's great. But I work best when I'm working directly with a founder and the CEO. Um, I've worked with startups at all different stages um, of funding. (laughs) It really depends on where you're trying to go and how fast you want to get there. (laughs) Um, And then for NGOs, I love working with really small nonprofits. Um, We're actually uh, have, I didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but I have an application open now for nonprofits to apply to work with us for free next year. Um, So really small. I love that on your website. I love that. Love for anyone to share that with anyone that they may work with. Um, but I also work with really large NGOs on campaign driven, um, objectives. You know, if you want to take this group to the next level, or you really want to launch a time specific campaign. Um, but working with small businesses is really my core, uh, especially female founded, okay. um, who really want to go to the next level and are generally they're shy about sharing their story. I don't know what it is about us women, but what female founders do have a hard time talking about themselves, <laughs> And telling their story. 
Um, and we, uh, we work on that. We get you, get you out there and get you to the next level. I think you said something earlier about, um, feeling like it, our story isn't important. And I wonder if, if there's a big mass group of us women who, whether it's societal pressures or what all feel that, that way at times. Yes. And, and I don't know what it is, you know, certain things resonate with certain people. I worked with this young entrepreneur and I say young, I mean, she was, I mean, she couldn't have been older than 23, I think at the time, this wow. was last year. And when we were working on her materials, I would use the phrase young entrepreneur. And she's like, I don't know. I don't want to use that. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you, you realize you are a young entrepreneur. <laughs> and she said, you know, I just feel like it has a negative connotation and you know, female CEO is fine or entrepreneur is fine, but I don't want to be labeled as a young entrepreneur. I said, okay, we'll go, we'll roll with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. There's so much when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, it's so mindset and it's really hard to overcome alone. And so having people like yourself and coaches, mastermind groups, you know, accountability buddies, it's, there's so much power in it. So I, I encourage anyone if you don't have someone in your corner to just bounce, bounce this negativity off of so you can get rid of it. Like build I encourage you to it. Yes. Build yes. your tribe and let them be your champions and be, I always, I got this advice from a working mom when I first had my first child, she was like, accept help. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like I want to say that to so many business owners, especially female led businesses, accept the help they're here because they believe in you. Um, yes. And just let them be your cheerleaders. I love that. Yeah. It's a hard, hard reminder that we all need is accept help. <laughs> so you kind of already did a good job of kind of getting listeners to have a good sense of who you work with, but um, kind of give us a recap of who you work with, um, how, what, what makes sense as a good fit and what is a really good entry point to getting to work with you or understanding if, if you'd be a good fit with a listener. Sure. <clears throat> so our main uh, businesses that we work with, small businesses, again, startups, various stages, NGOs, nonprofits, um, primarily using that influencer PR method. Um, but we also do fractional CMO services and some community management. If that's, you know, you want to hand things off, we'll do that as well. Um, but I think the best way for us to get connected, I offer a free mini storytelling session. Um, you and I, one-on-one, -on -one, we'll get right to it. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions you're going to feed me, you know, brain dump all the information. And then I feed you back what I heard in the form of a message architecture document that wow. you can feel free to use on your own, or you can, you know, use it with me. It doesn't matter, but it's messages and things that resonated with me that I heard words, key phrases, um, that I feel like you should be implementing in your communications. Um, so I encourage people to take advantage of that. It's on the website, book some time and, don't be embarrassed by the barrage of questions I will ask you. <laughs> that is an incredible offer to do that. I also saw that you have some resources, some free resources yes. on yes. your website. I have a couple of downloadables as well. So if um, you're, you're at the stage where you're kind of putting yourself out there, maybe you're doing some interviews. We have a podcast prep guide. Um, we have a couple other guides to kind of get you um, in the, in the mindset of, of working with, uh, media and influencers. So again, those are on the website. Mm. Soakinfluencerpr.com. Just go on, download, check us out. Um, but we'd love to love to hear from you. 
Awesome. And I'll make sure that we have your, your website link in the show notes so that people can easily access those free, free offers that you have. That's so such a gift. I strongly encourage listeners to take her up on that. Uh, I often say, you know, the pick my brain, there's so much value in a pick my brain session. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and to Andrea's point, there's so much value in getting what I often call the mess up here. If you're not, if you're listening I, up here in our heads, this mess that lives up here that haunts us at night. <laughs> all Get the it. things. <laughs> yes, all the things. Get it out. And a sounding board, especially someone with credentials like Andrea and the, and the background she's had, to get that out is invaluable. And to, for you to offer that to the listeners for free, it's it's such a gift. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I, and I love to do it. I, I always feel like that third party is almost, you know, you need somebody who's not living in your world to kind of give you that perspective. Absolutely. It's, we say all the time, or I say all the time, maybe I'm the only one, but you know, the, the maid with the dirty house or the, you know, the mm -hmm. barber with the, with the bad haircut, like it's so hard to do these things for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to make ourselves a priority. So yeah definitely take advantage of that. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate all your time and the wisdom and the things you shared. I know listeners are going to take some good gems, some good gems from this episode. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. I love the audience. So um, thank you so much for the time. Yes. Thank you. All right, listeners until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you. And we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.